I'm currently drinking Sauvignon Blanc in my childhood bedroom, and I feel like it's it's the right mood to talk about this to talk about this movie. Yes. Although I don't know if I should say that on air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey, and I'm here with Adriel. How's that's, it going, bud? That's me. I always smile when I hear Movies That Whip. It just makes me happy. <laughs> I know. I'm glad we have this. We come together once a month to, uh, I don't know, smile. <laughs> <laughs> to giggle a lot about really weird movies. Yes, and we have... This is a quite... Uh, eccentric movie i won't say weird but uh you know it's a very unique movie i feel like that we have this month um we're of course talking about the 1995 film to wong fu thanks for everything julie newmar i think that's the whole title (laughs) that is the whole title (laughs) um and yes directed by beban kidron uh what is your what's your like uh you have any history with this movie when did you hear about this movie you know what was what was the thought i because i think you suggested this so what was the you know the selection process right for this for for this movie yeah i um had not i'd never heard of it actually until a couple of months ago my girlfriend mentioned it and I was like, I've never heard of that she's like, come on, it's like a classic because i you know I go to a lot of drag shows. I watched a lot of RuPaul <laughs> since, you know, mm-hmm. day one, the blurry season. If you've watched it, you know that the camera was coated in Vaseline. And so everyone looked really blurry. <laughs> um, but she was like, you haven't seen this movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it. And then, so I looked it up and, and she's a bit older than me. And so she, I think, because c- this movie came out when I was like a, a kid and she was, you know, a teenager. And so she was like, dang, this movie, like you, you got to see it. <laughs> she saw it like mm-hmm. when it came out. And when I found out oh, that, cool. uh, that the cast was who it was, I, I was like, okay, we got to watch it. And I have no idea if it, I had no idea if it whipped ass. Um, we but were, I, yeah, we're going I was confident. I was confident just because of the cast. So yeah, that's how I For found sure. this movie. Well, you, you have great instincts, I gotta say. Thank you. All right. So, well, you mentioned, too, that um, you watched, like, a lot of, like, RuPaul uh, and stuff like that. So, like, when you were watching... Because when I was watching this, I, I've only have, like, vague ideas about, like, a drag and stuff. You know, I've seen that... the docu- there was, What was that documentary called? It kind of came out just before this movie... Um, um, I don't know. So not Paris is burning, which is like from like the eighties. Yeah, sorry. No, that's the one actually that I meant. It, not oh, okay. just before, but before this movie, I I read that. Um, in the sort of production of this, there like there was discussion of like, uh, how like mainstream is this or whatever, and and people mentioned like oh, the popularity of RuPaul mm-hmm. and this documentary, and I I have seen that documentary. Um, but like, I, you know, I haven't, I don't really know much about like the culture, like I did, a lot of in that documentary didn't like stick in my memory. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of the details about that stuff. It's just something I've like kind of passively seen and enjoyed, you know? Yeah. So like when you were watching this, do you, do you have more, you're more aware of like the ins and outs of this, uh, this, uh, sort of the drag sort of culture? 
You know, sort of, but I, I felt like there's a lot that I was missing because I think that it has changed so much since 1995 to like, you know, when I started w- watching drag and I moved to New York in 2013 and that's when I like started really um, like seeing it and like being around it more. Um, and in Paris is burning, like is, is of course about drag, but it's also about like ball culture and like the balls and like, you know, in Harlem, I think it was, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but which is like a a little bit different, but kind of the same as drag, you know? So it's like, um, but it's this like intersection of all these things and drag is changing, you know, a mile a minute now, especially because RuPaul's drag race is so popular. Um, so yeah, things are things are changing, and so I feel like a, a lot of the references. I was like, I feel like I I get it, but some like I didn't like I didn't know who Julie Newmar was. I was like, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't even oh, I haven't even heard of a her. Era. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. And okay. she's not someone like Judy Garland, for example, that like everybody knows and everyone knows that she's like that the gays love her. You know, Julie Newmar. Yeah. I I personally didn't didn't know that. So so yeah. Okay, cool. Because yeah, so there's it. I I imagine like, uh, you know, they make a, like a lot of movies about like, um, that are more s- s- for like specific audiences. This is kind of something that I I would think about, where it's like serving an insight for a lot of people into that culture. And I I wonder, you know, I like while watching it, like, w- you know, what if this is, you know, how uh, true to form is it? You know what I mean? It's funny because I feel like the um it, it i think was meant to like appeal to a wide audience of people um i oh, don't know if we sure. if we yeah. b- buried the lead here but it's patrick swayze uh wesley snipes and john leguizamo are the three main characters who are in drag mm-hmm. the whole time so you know clearly this was meant to uh, to appeal to a wide a wide audience um oh definitely definitely yeah, I guess I um I meant more of like appeal to them, but it's more it's like about you know a more not I guess niche type thing you know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if I mean I, if <laughs> I was Go thinking ahead. about the movie Ready to Rumble, which is like <laughs> about wrestling or whatever, but it's meant yeah. to you know be like of this you know comedy that everyone goes out and seeing and uh, you know I, it's it's like like um totally perfect for like get someone in who knows a lot about like wrestling and be like "Mm, this is accurate this isn't right this isn't right you know Mm. so i was wondering that with like a lot of the specific little stuff in here is like i i didn't get a lot of time to do research but i'd love to hear like what you know people who are i guess like drag queens and stuff think about this movie you know Mm -hmm. i mean as far as the the people that i know because i i that once i found out about it i started asking you know all my friends mm-hmm. and they're like oh man you gotta watch it like it's it's a it's a classic um mm-hmm. and uh i think that it's thought of in the same vein as priscilla queen of the desert which is an australian movie that's also about like a drag queen road trip <laughs> yes um even with, though I, um, I have not seen that movie. Hugo Weaving is, and Guy Pierce. No are kidding. The leads in that, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, it, I, I haven't seen it either. It also came out a year before this movie. Ugh. it's weird. So, what, what is that phenomenon where like movies come out at the exact same time that are the same thing? The deep impact. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that phenomenon is. There's just something in the air, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think that this movie is definitely known 
I, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard anyone say like "fuck that movie" or like mm-hmm. "oh, that was like a sellout" or anything. I, I think that it was a, 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 I think it's a real cult classic, at least mm-hmm. amongst like the, my circle of of people. Um, yeah. But I think that also, um, oh gosh, there's just so much to say. I mean, it's such a relic of the time. Uh, and so, oh, first, I, yeah. and that's part of why I love it so much is because there's so many things about it that are just, you couldn't get away with, or you wouldn't want to get away with today. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way they talk about like men and race and like sex work and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's like you, it, I, I just don't think that people would want to touch that. Uh, and I don't know if they were like yeah. being like brave at the time. I, I'm not really trying to say that. I just think that like at the time that was like it was all fair game. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It captures two like different um, moods of the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like seeing that. Um, and, and and you know it often feels very uh, I don't know like it just in terms of how it's uh, tackling some of these issues. Like some of them, it feels like. You know, it's more of it's it's pretty honest. It's trying to like honestly portray certain characters and other time, you know, other times I'm like, oh, this is maybe just for like a laugh or something. But I think overall mm-hmm. the movie is very it's very funny, but also it feels very genuine, you know? Yeah, it really does. I mean, like I, I had read something where, you know, of course, like John Leguizamo was like, if this came out today, like my character obviously should be played by a trans woman. <laughs> like this mm-hmm. is, you know, like I'm not. I I would not be the person to represent this character anymore, um, but but he was. I, I'm. But that being said, like a lot of people still really like love this character and loved his portrayal of this character. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that it's it feels very earnest in this way. Like it doesn't feel like they're making fun of it at all. Like yeah. no no one's making fun of drag except drag and that's what drag is it's just making fun of itself constantly you know the with just being so dramatic but like so uh it just sort of nihilist also i mean it's mm-hmm. just it's it's uh i i think it was really captured and it really captured kind of the rupaul like strand of drag which is like um just really takes itself seriously as like you know as as art but also just is just lampooning itself constantly you know um and that's a yeah, real that's a real rupaul move there <laughs> it did feel tonally like in line with that but also tonally like a mid-90s comedy <laughs> at the mm-hmm. same time like i think it did do that like yeah. it, it does i think have sort of the appeal to like that sort of that specific sort of tone but i i think totally like just like some Joe Schmo could watch this and think it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. The the three the three principles are so good together. Oh yes. Oh yes. I have some info about Beban Kidrin. You know, I did a little bit of my research here and <laughs> I think it might I don't know, I think it might give some more insight on the film, but the director, Beban Kidrin, uh has kind of kind of an interesting life. She, so she's from the UK, and I read that her parents were South African Jews who in, they initially immigrated to Israel, but then 
her father came to the UK to like go to Oxford or whatever. And um, they, they are both the founders and proprietors of uh, Pluto press, like the publishing house. Huh. Um, okay. So I just think this is like interest, I guess interesting uh, parentage, but uh, her father also founded the uh, international socialist party in the UK. No so, kidding. Yeah. So I think that is like kind of this interesting, you know, artistic and political background, like in her life, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, she did photography at a young age and actually went to film school, like focusing on that, like as a camera woman. And then eventually, you know, in that period, switched over, started making films and uh, like documentaries. One of her first uh, big documentaries was called uh, Carrie Greenham Home, which was about this women's peace camp uh, that was like a series of protests, uh, protesting against like putting a nuclear weapons uh, site in uh, the Greenham Common in Berkshire, in Berkshire, England. Um, So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, like there, there seems like kind of this uh, natural progression, I think, of like sort of combining, you know, like political topics or you know, stuff like sort sort of like issues of the day with you know, and like and combining that in with art, you know, mm-hmm. one of her first, um, I think her first like big thing was uh, like a TV adaptation of uh, or- oranges are not the only fruit. What's I don't that? know if you know what that is. Uh, it's apparently it's this uh, novel, this autobiographical novel by Jeanette Winterson, which is a coming of age story about a lesbian girl who grows up in an English Pentecostal community. Whoa, that sounds dark, but like maybe it could be, <laughs> maybe it has potential to not not be horrible, <laughs> not horrible, sounds, but depressing. I read that somewhere said it was like one of. I think BBC or something said it was like one of the top eight British TV shows of all time or something. Oh, shit. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. So after that, she made like more documentaries, but also movies at, through BBC and it got US release. And Tuong Fu is actually her first like movie produced in Hollywood. Um, mm. And she did do a few more like that, but she also continued to do like documentaries and films in England and stuff like that. She actually made the sequel to the Bridget Jones <laughs> movie. What? <laughs> which is probably what she's most known for now, sure. actually. Yeah. Um, and then another weird, I, I don't know, I thought that was kind of weird, but it's it's kind of cool, is um, she, her, her the last documentary she ever made was um, a, where she, like, followed around these kids uh, and, like, it was, like, about their them being online and she ended up founding like a uh like political organization to like promote the rights of children on online what <laughs> and, what does that like, even mean she, like she's like internet safety and stuff like that you know okay. she talks a lot i ended up like watching like one video but she has a ton of video and podcast appearance about like trying to protect children from you know weird stuff online Whoa. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's, this is a different topic, so we don't need to get into it, but I do think there's something to, like, maybe, not not that specifically, but taking control of, like, what we use the internet for and, like, stop letting tech companies decide. I think there's something, you know, I think we could democratize that and then maybe 
I don't know. You know, I didn't read into her specific ideas, but I do like the idea of like actual people getting to decide that and not yeah. you know, Mark Zuckerberg. Cool. So yes. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I, I, I'm interested in it. I had no idea that that was. So wait, how did she get roped into Tu Wong Fu? Tu Wong Fu. So she was um, she was making, you know, movies for uh, BBC. There was one. I don't know. There's some with like actors and stuff you'd know of but she was getting um there there's a weird one uh there's there's a little story in in here that i had somewhere about something in the movie getting renamed maybe the mm. title they wanted to rename it but she also released this movie um god actually i want to look it up now i didn't want to mention this but as as we know um uh miramax who is releasing the movie her movies in the u.s um was run by harvey weinstein mm-hmm. and um one of the movies she made was called great moments in aviation which is a 94 british romantic drama film uh <laughs> anyway it has this sil- i think kind of a silly but cool title great moments in aviation <laughs> i thought this was and... going to be another documentary but apparently not <laughs> no so she was also making like she started making just like narrative films okay. uh, in that time period between then and now. But Harvey Weinstein renamed the U.S. release of the movie to Shades of Fear. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that checks yes. out. <laughs> Shades of Fear. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. But I think through that deal, she probably, she got, you know, probably offered. Actually, this movie, a bunch of... Uh, male directors like turned it down like a ton and they kept passing on it maybe they didn't want to um cover it or something but uh she as like they offered it to her and she was like yes like right away so wow interesting she wasn't afraid yeah yeah clearly wow that's Um, so weird and what a strange like it what a strange person to direct this movie like it, it takes place in like nebraska which is like very close to where i currently am sitting in south dakota there's one final detail about her that i think too will is interesting i'm gonna just read i copy and pasted this because <laughs> it's just i i was reading it and my eyes sort of glazed over a bit but kidron was appointed officer of the order of british empire obe in the 2012 birthday honors for services to drama on june 25th 2012 she was created a life peer as baroness kidron of angel in the london borough of Insington. is this words um these are not was, words i wish you could and, see my face <laughs> and was introduced to the house of lords the following day she was appointed on the recommendation of the house of lords appointment commission and sits as a crossbencher from 2019 to present, Kidron sits on the House of Lords of Democracy and Digital Technologies Committee, having... Okay, I'm just going to stop reading this. She's a baroness or something? I don't She's know. She's a baroness. Well, there's nothing more drag queen than being a baroness. Okay, Damn. okay. That's more of a recent thing post this movie, but... <laughs> it reminds me of there's like a line at the end of the movie where like Patrick Swayze is like, I need to go confront my mother who doesn't accept me. <laughs> He's like, I want to march into that imitation Tudor style house. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. That was a great line. Oh, God. There's so many good lines in this movie, but wow. Okay. Okay, I'm glad that you, because I had done like just minimal, I don't know, like looking around about this movie on the internet. And I was like, who, 
I didn't. I wasn't interested in who the director was purely because in all of the like retrospectives of this movie that came out in 2020, they're like 25 years later, blah blah blah. They're all about the actors, um, mm-hmm. and they're not about the director at all. We gotta so. give credit to the people behind the cameras. Yeah, yeah, we do, <laughs> including Douglas Carter Bean, who wrote the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, Who is mostly known as a playwright, and this movie was actually originally envisioned as a play. And I I kept this quote because it's it's insane to me. Uh, He changed his mind when he realized putting a car on stage might not work. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Putting (laughs) a car. Figure something out. Could make like a little wood car and like. You know, I don't know. I was I no, know. I was gonna say also like not that much of the movie takes place in the car. <laughs> no, like it's promoted as a road film and it starts off as one and then it is not. It's not a it's not a road trip movie at all. It all takes place in this like little tiny shitty town in in. I mean, I think it's in Nebraska because that's what at the. I don't know where it's supposed to be, but at the very end credits, it's like filmed in New York and Nebraska. So <laughs> my head yeah. cannon is now Nebraska. <laughs> It actually reminded me of the film Cry Macho. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. It's the last um, Clint Eastwood movie that he made. And Whoa. it's promoted like a road movie where he's going down to Mexico and getting his friend's son who's living with his mom and bringing him back. And it seems like it's going to be this road movie. And it is for part of it. But then similarly, their car breaks down or something in this small Mexican town. And then it's just about... Like him living there and like, you know, befriending the locals and falling ex- in love. That's like exactly what this movie is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe Clint was inspired, you know, he's a, he, he might love this film. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it also, rem- <laughs> the Nebraska part, there's a Lady Gaga song that um, is like, she talks about Nebraska songs, you and I. I doubt that it came from this movie, but you know it's part of my headcanon now. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure she that would definitely like this Gaga movie. has seen this movie a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> so Bean, I'm going to call him the author of the film, was inspired actually by an anti-gay propaganda film called The Gay Agenda. Hell yeah! <laughs> and in that movie, uh, there so. He said, there's a scene where they show drag queens going through a small town and the narrator warning the viewers that these people will take over your town. And I thought, well, that would be fun. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly Uh, what happens in the movie. So, (laughs) Well, exactly. Uh, He nailed it perfectly. And it kind of pre like it's it's about the first the first guy who ever tried to stop a, a, a drag brunch. That's what I would say is the yeah. I the was going to say this movie. <laughs> the first guy, the first asshole to ever try to stop a drag brunch. <laughs> oh what my if god, that was fun. <laughs> it this um, reminds me of the there's a, a reality TV series that came out with like I don't know who they are. There well, there's I think it's Bob the Drag Queen, Shangela, Eureka O'Hara, maybe. Anyway, these are all drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race who. Either okay. one or were involved in some way. They did a reality TV like series called "We're Here," um, and I haven't seen it. Full disclosure, but it's about them like going to like small towns and like just. I I don't. I need to watch it. I don't know if I should have brought it up because I haven't seen it. But it is like 
I kept thinking of it because it's about them like in middle America and I don't know what they're doing while they're there, but that's the premise of the whole reality show. So I need to watch that as like a a follow-up to this movie. (laughs) I guess there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of like, um, content (laughs) to be mined from that sort of subject, I guess. Yeah. It also too, there's a bit of the movie that reminded me of, um, it's kind of flipped around, but it reminded me of my cousin Vinny. (laughs) <laughs> where mm, totally. part of it is about like you know the city slicker <laughs> yeah uh, realizing like oh it's the they're not all bumpkins or whatever <laughs> and it's also about him like learning to uh you know there's sort of like about these two different types of worlds like coming together and there's something nice about that you know something hopeful i guess yeah um, that i, and I mean, appreciate you know marisa marisa tomei is like a the gays love love that movie and mm. love her in it. <laughs> we <laughs> so all love her. <laughs> there. Who, everyone loves her. Yeah. So the movie actually, after he he wrote the script, uh, it made its way to Amblin Entertainment, and the one of the executives, I guess, passed it on to Steven Spielberg, who really loved the movie. Um, mm. I guess they were like there was some plane ride where. Um, he had Robin Williams do like a cold reading of the script, and they oh, thought it was very funny, and it incredible. mesmerized him. They said that it says here, uh, and so he was like, "Yep, we, we got to get this made." So Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, is partially responsible for this. That's incredible. Um, See, good taste. And I think Robin, you know, I mean, th- I I read that they like wanted to ha- give him a bigger role, even because he did the whole, he did every character, and they they loved it. So it makes sense why you'd want to do it but uh you know i i think he said something like he didn't want to like overshadow it or something but he you know they opted to have him be this small role which i thought was amazing i thought robin williams little cameo it was incredible yeah he's such a yeah he's an amazing performer he like is chewing it up he's i don't know i love him his character is john jacob jingleheimer schmidt and that's like his name (laughs) yes and he's like He's like intense and like horny. <laughs> uh, when did because Mrs. Doubtfire had come out in like ninety four or so? Like it came out before this, I think. Maybe it could have been so. earlier. Uh, so like ninety three, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. And then went in the birdcage was earlier, right? I don't know actually. Bird yeah, maybe. Cage. I'm looking it up. Oh, nineteen ninety six. He's killing so. it this time. Jumanji, mm-hmm. you know, Flubber. Well, yeah, but the birdcage <laughs> is is the gayest, and oh, I see, uh, I see. Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire is like, I mean, it's not gay, but it's it's about cross dressing? Question mark. Another movie that I watched recently, when I was like, this could not be made today. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I feel like they went. I felt like it was good not to cast like a comedian like him because it is a very funny movie. But I feel like him doing it. Like they're all they're all acting very you know silly and stuff like that, but I feel like they because they're like I don't know they bring like a sense of like more earnestness than if it was like oh it's just Ro- Robin Williams you know in a dress shrieking about or whatever you know right 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 yeah I mean it's super uh I mean Patrick Swayze like was delivered like a really beautiful performance <laughs> like the whole yes. movie um it was like really amazing to watch. Patrick Swayze actually, um, she, uh, they were, so they're casting, right? And do you want to know some of the people who were considered for his role? I I I got the list here. I would love to know. Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) 
You I'm say not, I'm yay just, or nay I'm, if you I'm, think I'm this I'm just going to, I don't know, should I hold my, my commentary till the end? Or no, should say, I... yay, say yay or nay, because we got a lot of names. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, boy. Nay. Okay. Uh, William Baldwin. I don't know if you have an opinion I don't know. I don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Oh, my God. Uh, yay. Sure. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Mm, oh. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, understudy. Understudy. Okay. Uh, James Spader. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, um, oh. Um, uh, no comment. Okay. John Cusack. Nay. Mel Gibson. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yay. Just, I have to say yay, because I would love to see that. I'm trying to, who is Robert Sean Leonard? I don't know. Should we go Okay, him? we'll pass on him. I'm sorry. Okay, pass. Uh, Willem sorry. Dafoe. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be better, I think. <laughs> that would uh, fucking rock. Okay, John Turturro. Obviously, that'd be cool. I don't know him. John Turturro. I, I just want... You, you uh, know John Turturro. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, oh, I do know. know. I do. Oh, I do know him. Okay. No, nay, though. Nay. Uh, Matt Dillon. Mm, nay, but love the 90s. Rob Lowe. Nay. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh, my God. Well, nay, but also would love to see it. Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Nay. Oh, and Robin Williams. Um, oh, well, which obviously. I think, yeah. Robin was great, but... Um, Tom but anyway, Cruise is just such a psychopath. Tom Cruise is just such a psychopath. Like, I don't know... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe it would bring too many bad vibes. <laughs> I feel like it would have become a very different movie if he, he was in it. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Kidron was said that Swayze's walk sealed the deal. Hell yeah! Um, so she's quoted as saying Swayze had his own makeup people transform him into a woman, and he insisted that he and Beban take a walk around the city so he could prove that he could pass as a woman. And with his beauty and dancer's grace, he did that. He had the job. Hell yeah! Oh. Which is why he's such a multifaceted actor. You know what I mean? And and. Um, there's something him and 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 JCVD both have the uh, the dancing background that I think why gives wasn't, them such an why a edge. wasn't Jean Claude Van Damme considered for this role because that would have they oh. would have had to be like why why does he have an accent but they wouldn't have even had to because they're all coming from New York anyway but he would have been yes. really oh, wow. good oh my god <laughs> god missed opportunity but okay. <sighs> <laughs> um, as far as, okay, I found the titles, they, they wanted, the, the title of the movie was what he originally pitched, uh, but they wanted to change it to Ladies Night or She's a Lady, which I, I much prefer the current title. I think it's, you know, way more I, I think it's uh, way better. I, I mean, uh, since we're talking about it, what do you, what do you think of the title? I mean, it's it to me. It feels like it's almost an inside joke, and I don't quite get it. But I also, I also oh. love it. So the so the the title. It's this. This is apparently is a real picture that's uh, in that was in a Chinese restaurant in Times Square that he saw, and um, I don't know. I I, I didn't think too much of it because watching it, I just thought it was like, oh, it's sort of a it's sort of like a well-wishing, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah. then they pass it on to, uh, what's her name at the end, like sort of, of good luck, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, a, it's like a, a talisman at the end of the movie. What's that? It's like a talisman, you know? 
Yes, um, a talisman. Yeah. And the, I mean, so the so it, the title is because it's an autographed photograph of Julie Newmar, who I believe is an actress, and she wrote she signed a photograph and it says to Wong Fu, thanks for everything exclamation point Julie Newmar. And that yes. um is like kind of what starts the movie off that they if, uh there's a great line that Patrick Swayze says <laughs> When he like sees he's like putting on makeup or something like in this restaurant and like Robin Williams is there um, and he sees he like catches this autographed photo behind him. and He says, no one say anything fruitless for the next few moments. I am having a significant experience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, there's so many, so many good one liners in this movie. It's so funny. So I assume. Yeah, I always just assumed it's like Wong Fu. Is that like the name of the restaurant or something you know oh yeah i have no idea it's like an autograph it's like two maybe it's a person to wong fu i don't know um but actually so i i read this the um uh the writer said it was a metaphor for god because you have to thank god for everything you have to be grateful for life you can't you just have to stop where you are and say thank you for everything um and they said there's a scene where they they filmed where they provide more context but i felt like it didn't really need it like you know i guess there's a deeper meaning but i was i kind of picked up on it's sort of this you know yeah um, well wishing type thing whether it's god or whatever i'm like you don't really need to go it's fine the the one line you said gets it across perfectly actually mm-hmm. yeah i'm having a significant experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like no a one say anything experience. fruitless um it's I, it's just such a weird title. I mean, it's such a, like, I, I don't... What are some other movies that you can think of that have a title like that? Um, There's definitely some that'll be like... I, I'm blanking on the na- names now, but there, there I've seen a few that'd be like... There's like almost like an extended title where people call it that, but they, they don't really call it that, but... Right. Um, well, so I mean, blank. it's also like the first the first movies that whip that we talked about, which was yes, madam exclamation point. This is the second one that has an exclamation point oh. in the title. So, I wonder how <laughs> many sense- films have exclamation points. Sensing a pattern here. <laughs> it reminds me of like uh, there's that movie. Um, it's called like uh, oh yeah, uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Do you mm. know that movie? The no, Prince but I Brad love Pitt that. Movie from yeah and so it's just like this long wordy title i kind of do love that i again i think like ladies night or like she's a lady are very like 90s comedy names but this one like i don't know it just brings some like prestige to it that it's got like a more unique title even though it's you know totally it's just the title you know yeah no i love it i love this title because it's what you, they want to leave you thinking about at the end, I feel like, too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's that final token in the movie. Yeah. Did you recognize any of the other... You didn't recognize anyone else other than RuPaul in the movie? Uh, Lady Bunny was one of okay. the... Uh, is another drag queen who is in the... Um, like, she, she just makes... A, I don't even think she has any lines. She just is one of the drag queens who's watching at the very beginning when they're having the... Um, what is it? The I think it's the Drag Queen of the Year Awards, which is how the movie starts. <laughs> which is just so funny. Yes. The thought of, like, the Drag Queen of the Year is so funny. I just love that. 
It was a great comp. And it's leading to like Miss Drag Queen USA. So it's like, (laughs) which is like the actual, like they get into it through that. But I'm like, Drag Queen of the Year sounds better. Yes, (laughs) it definitely does. Um, But I recognize Lady Bunny. um, And I I recognized, I recognized some of the other um, act, like the, there's this like crew of, of female actors that play a big part in the Nebraska town. And I recognize some of them, but I, don't know what they were from and i didn't know their names they were those kinds mm. of actors they were character a, a lots actors of character yeah loved it definitely loved seeing that. <laughs> i was like i was like gooey's gonna like this <laughs> bunch oh, of character uh, actors. yeah i tried i refrained from writing down where everyone was from but there's a couple <laughs> moments i had that were kind of funny um so, so there were all these like drag queens in the movie and i guess uh the um the three main actors in the film they kind of spent some time at local drag stuff and they they all got a drag mentor to work with to help develop the characters drag so fairy fairy godmother <laughs> yeah they got their own just like in the film <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so yeah we we can talk more too i guess about the characters then um so you've got we talked about patrick swayze who plays uh vita and then you've got wesley snipes who's playing noxima jackson Nakjima Jackson, uh, Vita Boem. <laughs> Vita Boem, okay, Vita yes. Vita Boem. And then uh-huh. they're sort of these more, uh, they're like the top drag people in their scene, and they, it's about them sort of taking uh, John Leguizamo's uh, Chichi Rodriguez under their wing to sort, you know, and sort of uh, mentor her, you know, to become... Well, in this, I guess, a real drag queen. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, and I love that they say, like, oh, well, there's four steps that you have to do to become a drag queen. And she's like, what are they? And they're like, well, you'll know when you complete them. <laughs> you yeah, know? they're totally and it's like, bullshitting. Exactly. They're just bullshitting her just to, like, you know, try to make her into somebody, you know? Um, I also wanted to point out, just speaking of Chichi Rodriguez, that I I don't know why I watched the entire credits. I'm so used to, like, maybe there'll be something at the end. And so I, like, watch <laughs> oh, no. all the way through. I know. I know. I'm ruined. Anyway, um, but at the end, it has the thing. I took a screenshot. The characters and events depicted in this photo, in this photo play, I did not realize that that is the word that they use. <laughs> anyway, in this photo sure. play are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental. In particular, the character named Chichi Rodriguez was not based upon or authorized by the professional golfer of that name. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so, funny. so he actually uh, sued the production company and distributor, oh, distributor too, <laughs> and they settled with undisclosed terms. Oh God! Well, sorry, Chichi. Kind of sus, Chichi. That's very sus. Also, there. Is a uh, one of my favorite drag queens uh, who was on RuPaul, uh, Chichi Devane, who actually died like pretty recently, and um, so I thought of her a lot when I was watching that. So anyway, R.I.P. Chichi, thinking of you, Chichi Devane, the other Chichi. Oh, Chichi. Yeah. So, so we get the setup. You know, they do this this drag show, um, and they they win and they they tie, I guess, which I thought was kind of a weird conceit. I know. It's so like funny. The They're movie, like, oh, maybe. it's a tie. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though. And they get set up to go to L.A., but they decide to drive so they can afford to bring along 
Chi-Chi. It felt a little contrived, you know. The whole, gonna... the, okay, the whole thing is contrived. And I feel like something that I think the movie was, was trying to do was to, like, lean into how contrived it was and lean into, like, the fact that it was, like, it, it that the plot was so basic and... But I kind of, I feel like maybe they didn't push it far enough or something, and it wasn't enough of a commentary on this, like, totally basic, like, canned plot. Um, mm. But I, because I, I feel like it, it did, like, there were times where it just felt like, I don't know, I feel like they could have gone further in, like, that commentary that I think they were trying to do. Oh, but, sure, um, yeah. But yeah, the whole thing is super, super canned, and I thought, I, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Because they end up, they end up like stuck in the south. They're driving from New York to LA and they get stuck in the south. And the, like the explanation, I guess, is like, well, they go, it's a, a heartbreaking scene where they drive by uh, Vita's house uh, that she grew up in and sees presumably like her mother or something. And, you know, they don't, they both kind of have this shocking shocked reaction and it's very upsetting for her and she tears up the map and then that's how they get like stuck in the south i guess yeah um which apparently is not nebraska but you know what either way it was um, they don't say where it is a snydersville but it's definitely like deep south it seems like i guess so i don't know to me it seemed like because they did say like there's like a, a line that I think Noxima says, but she's like, I thought the Dust Bowl was over or something. And so to me, it seems like it's in Kansas, maybe. Oh, it's okay. kind of like this like wide open plains area. I mean, the whole thing is very strange, but regardless, they're in the, they're in kind of middle America or like the deep South where like drag queens would like, you know, not be welcomed. Right. <laughs> we clear. Yeah. First, that's at least in the start. That's sort of how it, you know, goes. Um, yeah, so maybe they weren't they weren't that off course then if they were there. But I, at first I was like, "There are they like because if they were like in like Mississippi, like they're off track." Yeah, they're, very, they're a couple of days <laughs> off track. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So well, okay, that's where we kind of meet uh, our our first Southerner. And our one of our first like, hey, we like I don't know character actor guys. Um, but we've got Chris Penn, who plays Sheriff Dollard, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. who, uh, throughout this movie, actually, I, I kind of really loved this portrayal. E- even, I mean, sometimes they make comedy out of, like, very intense subjects, but I felt that Sheriff Dollard kind of embodied both the, um, like, profound, like, evilness of, like, police and and bigots and stuff like that but also like the stupidity very well you know right and also the um like sort of maybe self-hating homosexual (laughs) that they were trying to like portray with this person who like uh i mean there was like this a scene with with him later on where he's like at first you think he's talking about like how gross gay men are oh yeah yeah and then he starts like going on this monologue sort of about like how sensual it (laughs) it is and it's like oh god it like adds kind of a layer that you're like huh i don't want to like feel for him or i forgot about that anything yeah people kind of like criticize that trope a lot in this movie it felt like all of the kind of gatekeeping about being queer and about doing drag and about gender and all that stuff that I think is 
pretty prevalent sometimes, you know, now. I felt like that was that was the opposite of this movie. I mean, this movie is like everyone can do drag. Every like gender is drag. Everyone is gay. That's what the movie's kind of about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, it wasn't that they were like, oh, this character is gay and he's evil and it's, you know, like, that was not part of it. It was just that, like, he also is, is like, part of this, of this queerness, you know, and he just, like, can't accept it. He can't, uh, he, he like, feels threatened by it. He doesn't want things to change, you know, and so I think that, to me, it wasn't like, oh, the gay guy is the, <laughs> is the villain, you know? Okay, um, okay. I, I, I liked that. it. <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked that it wasn't like, oh, the gays versus the straights. I was like, everyone is all of this, right? Like, you know, everybody's like, they talk, they, even there's parts of the movie where they talk about like transsexuals versus transvestites versus like drag queens. And like all of these definitions are silly in a way um and in the movie Mm. they're also really dated and so and like by the i mean the end of the movie is just like so awesome like i don't know if we want to get there now but the the oh yeah we can we'll get there (laughs) this yeah this town like kind of they're not just like defending them but they've like become they've like become drag (laughs) as opposed to just like defending drag they're like we also are drag queens and it's like it's so awesome. So anyway, I, I, I didn't mind that. I thought that was great. Okay. Like that you didn't have to be like specifically a drag queen or specifically a homosexual to like, yes. you know, be, to be a hero in this movie or a villain in the movie, you know? Also, I got to say that scene where he is like he, when he's talking about how sensual it is and it keeps going, it actually, I thought it was pretty funny. It's, <laughs> it's so it funny. funny. It um, it was really funny, yeah. He like I said, he captures like that buffoonery. He's like very funny. Like one of the best bits was when he writes out that list that's like places for homos. Oh my god, <laughs> I took a screenshot of that. It was so funny. It's when he's like trying to find he's like trying to find them, this policeman who's like on a tear. And he there's just a shot of his like his notebook and it says places for homos. I have it right here. Flower shops, ballet schools, flight attendant lounges. <laughs> Number four, restaurants for brunch. And the last one that he's writing is antique stores. <laughs> that rocks. Like, that's a good joke. And there is, it's like, so parts of the movie where he's, like, search. So he's searching for them because he, like, pulls them over. And this this is what I mean captures also the demonic element is because he, he tries to rape Vita. Yeah. Uh, and there, there are scenes of, like, th- threats of, like, sexual violence in this movie, which is very mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the movie does a good job of like straddling that line, you know. Me too. Uh, I don't. I don't think it ever really. I don't know. I, it is like we intense and threatening for like a comedy film, but I also feel like too, if you're, I, you know, I don't. If you're making a movie about like this, and I, it seems like that would be that's like kind of an honest portrayal of like wh- what it's like for some of these people, you know. Yeah. No, and I also think that like they don't make fun of that. They don't like make that into a joke. And they also don't act, don't spend too much time on how serious it is. It's just sort of like a part of their lives. You know, it's like a concern that they have. And sometimes, you know, it happens, you know, Mm -hmm. and other times it doesn't like Chi Chi goes out to like hitchhike and ends up like 
saving the day and finds a really nice guy, you know? Uh Um, But they also get pulled over by this cop who, like, tries to assault Vita. Um, So it's, they don't spend too much time on it. It's just, like, sort of part of the, part of the plot because that's part of the existence, you know? So I I also thought that they, I I liked how they handled that, you know? I, I agree, yeah. And so, like, she defends herself and it ends up, like, incapacitating the cop just with, like, a shove, he falls over or whatever, which is funny. I know. But I thought that was funny because at this point, I still thought that this movie would, like, maybe become an action movie. Like, I really did not know where <laughs> it was going to go because it's it's these three actors who have been in, like, action movies, you know? I didn't know. And then she just, like, barely, like, pushes him and he, um, like, falls to the ground and they're like, I think he's dead! I think he's dead! And it was like, are we supposed to think he's dead? Because I was like, he's just pushed and he was like they she uh chi chi like checked and was like oh he's dead but like i feel like i was like he's breathing you know <laughs> like, i don't know <laughs> i know and noxima was kept going a dead white policeman a dead white uh, policeman no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anybody ended up not being dead <laughs> so he's like you know humiliated by this they're like all the other cops are like oh you got beat up by a girl you know yeah um and so he's, like, sort of on this quest to find them. So that's where the list for homos comes from. Um, but so after this, their car breaks down, and then they're stranded in the small town. And it's it's sort of about, like we mentioned, like, how these two worlds sort of coalesce. And, you know, at first, a lot, a lot of people find them, like, pretty peculiar. Um, there's, you know, all those horrible dudes in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's which is very intense, but... You know, there's a lot of obvious, like, friction between these two worlds, but the movie is sort of about how, you know, it all comes together. Right. Right. We, ha- we have, uh, there's a couple, like, like we you mentioned the whole cast of, like, um, there's all these, like, unique little characters. It reminded me of um, No Escape, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. was called? Uh, where, you know, you sort of had this supporting cast of people who kind of had their little, you know, they all kind of stood out, even though some of them had like more stories than the other, but I, I kind of liked it. You know, they gave each one of them a little mini character arc, uh, that went along with like the larger ones in the movie. I thought that was handled really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the ones that stood out to me, um, there was like, I can't remember them all now, but there was like three times I teared up in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, one- I tried to, I tried to see when they were, the first one I wrote was, was it when you saw Robin Williams, which was a joke, but also no, no, I, but I, I, would, I was excited. I, I knew that that wouldn't have been it, but I was very excited seeing him. But anyway, go ahead. One of the parts I forgot exactly. I think it was when they first meet, but um, uh, Alice Drummond plays the character of Clara, who is the old lady who had the theater in town, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Noxima, Wesley Snipes' character. Uh, ends up kind of befriending her and they bond over like she's this silent w- woman she hasn't talked in, in years and then when Noxima starts talking to her about old films she like brightens up she talks to her you know they make this connection and it just really got me like these two characters like each each one of them of the main leads kind of got like one specific character to kind of like bond with and I thought that really got me like when they were talking about old films and their love of love of them and stuff it really was heartwarming you know I know I agree I wrote that down as a as I I teared up at that time too it's like so 
Uh, it's just really sweet. It's really nice. <laughs> and then you mentioned um, when uh, Chi-Chi like, does the hitchhiking, that's when we meet the character of Bobby Ray, who they sort of have like a love uh, story with that I thought was really sweet. Um, I was kind of bummed, like they sort of they sort of drop it as part of like Chi-Chi's storyline, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know if I really liked it, like how it concluded. I like especially because they never really like they 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 play up this element of like oh like I'm gonna tell them that I'm a drag queen or whatever, um, and. I don't know. I felt like they were kind of unfair. Like they were saying like, oh, you're deceiving him or whatever, uh, which I thought was like maybe a little unfair, but I would like to have seen like more that play out more, but they sort of, it just becomes about her being like, I'm the bigger person <laughs> and I'm going to let this other girl date him. And then she kind of fades away. Um, yeah. I thought that was weird too. I, I also, I couldn't tell if there was some element of like, was Bobby Ray like a lot younger than then Chi Chi, like, I don't know, there was some, to me, it seemed weird because the two people who were, like, vying for this guy was Chi Chi, John Leguizamo, and then this girl who was, like, 14. She looked, like, 14. <laughs> and true. I was like, wait, yeah. what is going on here? And, I mean, th- this is also part of this, this, like, these, like, weird, messy kind of elements of the movie in terms of, like, gender and drag and transness and, like, honesty, and it's, you know, it's dated in some ways, but it's also, it's, it's just sort of purposefully messy, you know, um, yeah. where it's like, does anyone really, d- does anyone, d- does everyone think that they are like biological quote women? You know, is that what, is that the conceit of the movie? Like well, sort clearly of. Not at the end. Yeah. Right. It's so re- it's revealed like, yeah, no. Yeah. Which we is, knew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but yeah, I, I also didn't really like that plot line. I was like, wait, what's the, why? I don't, I yeah. wanted it to end differently because I thought that, that they could have, they could have hit the mark a little bit better. Yeah, I wasn't even, I was mostly because it was like, it was just like nice that they would actually like approach like a love story with one of these characters and not, uh, you know, shy away from it. But then they yeah. kind of did. Um I will say, so when when we meet Bobby Ray, I was like, is that the guy from Mallrats? Oh <laughs> um, my god, is it? Well, no, it's it's there's a twist. Because I was like, he's exactly like him. And I've seen that movie a million times when I was younger. And I looked up, the actor's name is Jason London, who was actually in Dazed and Confused. He was like one of the main, he's the main oh. character, if there is one, in Dazed and Confused which came out around the same time. And I was like, okay, right. he's like, he's like this new young actor at the time. Then I, then I read the line and his twin brother, Jeremy <gasps> London. And then stop. There's two of these fuckers running around and the other <laughs> one's in mall rats. <laughs> and, they're, and they're both playing the same sort of guy. Well, not really. Maybe in Days and Confused, but you know, they're just kind of like giving off the same vibe of the time. Yeah. Like, we don't need two of you. It's two of these fuckers <laughs> running around and one of them is in Mall Rats. Oh How God, that's he? funny. God, that's funny. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that that was a great twist. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. The uh, the main story, well, it's Vita's story though. She has this um sort of friendship with uh Carol Ann, who's played by Stockard Channing. Again, these all all sick 
you know, we we love these sort of people, these classic character actors. But um, uh, she sort of befriends her. I actually thought, oh, this is the other time I cried. Um, so in the movie, they have sort of this bond and Carol Ann's uh, husband like abuses her. And, you know, through them being there, she kind of learns to stick up for herself. You know, that's mm-hmm. sort of the storyline. And I felt like a real like bond between uh, her and Vita. I thought like they had real chemistry. And I was like, is this a love story? You know? Yes. Yes. I thought the same thing. And they don't fully go there. But in the end, you know, she tells Vita, I love you. And I cried. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I couldn't. I was like taken off guard, you know, because I felt like they weren't. You know, I mean, you can say that to someone's not romantic, but it did feel like deep and kind of it kind of got to me, you know? Yeah, no, it really felt like there was going to be a love. I don't know. There was some I thought maybe it would be romantic between them at the end. Um, but she says, I don't think of you as a, a man. I don't think of you as a woman. I think of you as an angel. <laughs> and then Patrick Swayze says, I think that's healthy. <laughs> yeah, I was like. It's like that's funny, but I was sort of like, oh, we went off of a cliff a little bit. I know it's (laughs) we're in like goofy territory. I know. So much of like what this movie does is like it like gets right up to the point of. I mean, like for me, it's like it really the a lot of the like emotionality really did hit the mark for me, and then it just like takes a hard left turn and just like makes fun of itself again, you know, which is is quintessential drag, I think. So yeah, that's true. Keep yeah, keep keeping some comedy in there is good too. Um, so yeah, like the, you know, all these characters kind of, um, you know, they're kind of inspired by their presence, you know, um, is there any sort of those scenes that like stick out to you that you wanted to mention? There was one woman who I, I could not place her, but I feel like she was in like a billion things in the nineties. Uh, she was one of like the darker hair, um, Mm -hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, yeah. Uh, I forgot her name and the character's name, but... She just really looked like fucking everybody in the 90s, and I was like, I recognize her, and I've... No- Maybe she was in, like, Matilda? I don't know. Just something like that. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, But, no, I mean, I think that there... Uh, in terms of, like, I really liked the, the camaraderie between the women uh, in yes, town. yeah. That was and nice. how, like, the drag queens came, and they didn't, like save them or anything it just was like they i don't know again like they didn't need saving although i do think that carol ann kind of did and like again the way that this movie talks about things that would i mean like i just don't think that you would talk about like wife beating literally like in a movie in that way today you know like they talk about like all this stuff and they she she says like I hate all men, like, and then they start, they're, like, drinking wine, and they, presumably, right, she, like, doesn't know that they're actually just men, you know, dressed Mm -hmm. as women, blah, blah, but then they start talking about, like, okay, well, this guy can stay, this guy can stay, and one of the people she says is Keanu Reeves. Yes, (laughs) they talk about some of the current uh, hunks, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of surprised that they didn't actually say Patrick Swayze. They, I thought yeah, that they mentioned like his contemporaries. Yeah, I know. I thought that I was like that would have been great if they just like said all their na- <laughs> names in the movie. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that was another part of the film that I. Mm. I, I mean, da- dare I say I think this movie aged well? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I guess like there are things like you just mentioned, like the spousal abuse and that stuff. It's like those sort of things, like, yeah, if they made it now, it might not be in there. But I think that's partially too, because it's just to do with like kind of the shaving off of like any hard edges from anything and like anything that's like makes it a real examination of like a real thing. Like I get this is a comedy and like maybe you want to not approach it, but I, I think it's good too, you know, and yeah. not just I showing. I thought it was great. Like, and you talked about some of the things, even the, the, dra- the, the characters who do drag, like even some of their thoughts might be like considered messy, but I feel like, you know, like life and existence is kind of messy, you know? So um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I like that all these things are in there and they do, they do kind of save the women in it, but it's more of like, they save the whole town, you know, cause there's, there's, uh, they show that even the, all the men in the town benefit from their sort of, uh, you know, they reinvigorate them. So I, yeah. I thought that was actually kind of nice. So like, I like the little, uh, clerk at the clothing store, his little, he had like a mini character arc, you know, and, uh. Even the the uh, potential rapists get yes. some. Yes. Uh, the, you know they they turn into drag queens. I guess at the end they look kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, which I kind of I was like the what a weird like there was a point about two thirds the way through the movie where I was like I really don't know where this is fucking going. Like I have no idea what's about to happen in this movie because I thought they were going to L.A. I still thought this was going to be like a road trip movie. <laughs> and it's not, like yeah. it's not a road trip movie. And meanwhile, like you just like in some ways the whole thing is like really canned. But in other ways, you're like what who. Who who are these like what you were talking about these like guys who are like are they going to like assault Chichi? They like all come out of the woods and like you know try to like not obviously but they they don't you don't actually see this happen and it doesn't happen but you're like oh my god am I about to like watch this horrible thing? But then like they sort of get like like Noxima kind of tells them off, but then by the end of it they're like totally into into like the drag thing which is like I I could see how you would think this is a half-baked storyline but I actually think this is like exactly the way that it should go like I don't think that they needed to be paid any more mind in the film than they were you know what I mean yeah 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 no they're they're just set dressing essentially totally (laughs) and it's like all the other ladies are kind of more the characters and and the clerk I liked him and I like you know they they showed them all kind of find these old fashion garments that are sort of out of date but they all they all are you know they're not ashamed you know and they kind of make it all work and it was very fun all the all the ladies in it were very fun um there's also like the little i like the little thing about the guy who runs the restaurant and they're like little love she asked, I know. Like, I mean, asked her to dance. I was like, oh. <laughs> there was, there was so, there were so, okay, there were some parts of this movie that I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like, it felt like unfinished or something. There were several like very harsh, like cut, like cut to the next scene, like fade they, to black. Oh, there's a lot of like fade, yeah, for sure. I was like, what the hell is this? What happened? It, did something just get like censored out of the film? Like it was really weird. And then there was also like a scene where like they all were dancing and I was like, why are we, why are we dancing? I, I thought this festival was tomorrow. Why are we all dancing? But it wasn't like a dance number. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? But I wasn't mad about it. I just was, I was like, okay. I was inspired by it. By this point, beautiful. 
we are like well into the third act and we're like okay it doesn't matter <laughs> it just doesn't fucking matter we're showing the whole town is united and then when uh sheriff dollard finally shows up which when he sets off at his quest and the people are laughing at him he's like this is where i thought that of like how perfectly it captures like that type of guy along with him coming up to the car with his hand on the gun like already he's like i'm coming back here with three corpses and i was like jesus christ yeah yeah Um, yeah but yeah he well what ends up happening is carol ann like tells off her husband eventually and he goes and he they meet uh him and the sheriff meet and he kind of leads them back to you know thwart their little uh their little outing they're gonna have or whatever uh, but yeah, the whole town is like, fuck you, <laughs> and sends him back in, you know? That was such a wonderful scene at the end. Like, this is, again, he tries to thwart the drag brunch, and he's like, come on out here. I know that there's drag queens in this town, which is, like, again, like, so funny, but so, yeah. like, I ju- it's like the movie has completely gone off the deep end. It's like this guy is, like, roaming around with a shotgun, being like, give me the drag queens. <laughs> and then, so scary, um, yeah. It is, and then, like, Someone comes out of the, you think it's going to be uh, Vita, Patrick Swayze, and then they're like in this beautiful like red gown with like a big red veil on and you can't tell who it is. Oh, and then, I loved it. Yeah. It's so cool. And she like lifts it up and it's actually Carol Ann and it's not him. And then she says, back off Virgil. I am a drag queen. <laughs> it's just, it's so awesome. Yes. It's so cool. It's so cool. And the town saves them. Yeah, you the know. town ends up saving the drag queens, which is perfect. Yes. Um, yeah, just uh, it was very nice. And we even we get the little touch on the end. I liked I like I said, I felt like um, th- they could have done more with uh, with Chi Chi. I really loved that character. But I, I like that ending where she kind of becomes crowned like whatever drag queen miss drag queen usa or whatever hell, hell i don't know yeah. if that's the same competition because i was like <laughs> how, how did this occur but uh it was still like a very you know i was like fist pumping like fuck yeah <laughs> yes and she had the most like amazing like 90s ass hairstyle and look and julie newmar gives her the oh, crown yeah, at the end oh god it's so how good how could i not mention that yeah yeah she so julie newmar is in the movie which is pretty amazing yeah yeah so i don't know yeah over like do you have any other like overall thoughts on the movie that you wanted to mention um i mean there's just there's so much i i really i i love seeing like movies that are dated in this way that are because i i feel like so much i mean this is like duh, i don't need to say this but like we we like there's a lot of like c- criticizing uh like our own shit within like the queer community there's a lot of like you're whatever not queer enough or to this or to that i mean that's just like a that's a part of it right um and mm-hmm. i think that there's like this gatekeeping especially within like drag and especially like you know, women and trans women and, oh, is like, can you be a drag queen if you are trans? Can you be a drag queen if you're, like, a cis woman? Like, there's all this kind of weird, like, uh, I don't know, like, siloing of your identities, all this stuff. I don't know. We don't have to get into it, but I, I love that this movie is just, like, it's it's just so not about any of that. Like, it's just so messy, mm-hmm. and then at the very end, this, like, 
all these people are like, I'm a drag queen. And the, like the, the little old lady says, nothing this pretty could be real. <laughs> Which is like exactly what drag mm. is. You know, it's, I just, I think it's, it was a very welcome kind of like break from some of the like very serious, you know, rifts and, and siloing that happens like within that community. Um, and, and, oh, for sure. you know, within like, you know, there's the old trope that the gays and lesbians don't get along, you know? I mean, there's just, there's so many, it was a, it was a real feel good movie because it, it like, it felt one, like it was a relic of the time, but also that mm-hmm. it just was, it, it felt so different than some of the, the cultural things that, that were, that we're dealing with now, you know, within the queer community. And of course, like, you know, within the, the broader the broader community there was a like one line that i also liked where the uh with sheriff dullard is like when the founding fathers said blah 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 <laughs> like they they definitely didn't mean them and then this one guy just this sort of random s- guy completely random guy who's like walking a dog and we're like he has not been in the movie thus far but he goes well i could tell you what did he say he says oh i could tell you one thing about uh the founding fathers they sure had fabulous wigs. <laughs> it's like, what? This guy was like a sage coming through. Because it, it seemed like he was going to the party, maybe. But uh, I was like, was he around to get like inspired by the drag queens? But I loved it. It was like one of the last lines of the movie, too. So it yeah. kind of leaves you on that, as well as the picture and chi getting crowned. Those are kind of like the memorable things. Yeah. So anyway, I'll, enough about whatever queerness but i just loved it i thought that it aged really well and i thought that it like it was i don't know it's a great piece of of gay ass history yes so i think we we should all watch it (laughs) i think the messiness is what makes it into i i I don't know about this term but like a real movie and not just like a you know hack studio comedy which which i also think you know everybody also deserves their own version of like the hack studio comedy but they also deserve better, and I think that this kind of like ex- excels because it isn't. It doesn't shy away from those things, but it does. It also does have like kind of a well. I guess it has a, a legacy in the appropriate place. Because I think when it came out, it was uh, you know, uh, cr- it was kind of a mixed response. I think. I, um, I think. I don't know. I am like was looking at. I think. Uh, well, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, forty three percent. But um, there was, you know, pe- like a lot of the reviews seem to be like, well, the, the actors are great. Um, maybe the movies, like, a, like there are people saying the movies were like uneven, like we were talking about, and like some things that were like kind of boilerplate, but other things that weren't. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of, kind of the same sort of thing that we were saying, but. I guess that just depends on how much you you enjoy that sort of thing, but I think that's mm-hmm. obviously what makes it interesting. But it does like it has a a legacy, you know. It's I think it's probably one of the first like mainstream movies, right? Yeah, one of the first mainstream movies to depict drag queens, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it, it has a musical apparently. <laughs> no kidding! I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was written by Douglas Carter Bean and his husband, Louis Flynn. Hell yeah. So I guess he finally got to... Did he put a car on stage? I was just going to say, is there a <laughs> car on stage? There fucking better be. <laughs> um, 
Oh, also, Swayze and Leguizamo were na- uh, nominated for Golden Globes for this All right. movie, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, they, like, I mean, it was pretty, uh, I mean, the acting was, like, fucking balls to the wall. They were, like, into the th- it. They, you, they were it the was, best part of it, obviously. They were, they've committed to the whole thing. It really did, yeah, it seemed like they really, they committed, like you're saying they... Or I mentioned they had like the the sort of <laughs> godmothers or whatever who were mm-hmm. they yeah they really committed to it that's that's what I like they committed to it it did, it wasn't like offensive I don't think but I don't know maybe other people might say like you mentioned some people would say John like Zamo even said he wouldn't play that role but I I don't think it was offensive I thought it was like an honest portrayal of like a real mm-hmm. character um and yeah they I thought they were amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. The only th- the only prop the only thing I would I would actually change is Nagzima Jackson's makeup and wigs. I was like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> like she is like winning drag queen of the year, and like Patrick Swayze looks good, and mm. Nagzima. I'm like, what happened here? Who picked this for her? Because like this, none of this seems quite right. <laughs> but um, oh. but other but listen. It's okay. I think I feel I feel like I like read something where like even Wesley Snipes was like, "Damn, I wish I had better wigs." <laughs> um, but but again, it's like kind of part of that like it's this like scrappy kind of. It that's like one of the one of my favorite things about drag is like when it's just like okay, we're just pulling this together. What do we got? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, like some of us are pageant queens and some of us aren't. You know. It's, you know, what I always feel like when you're dealing with, like, to, like, irony, like, as part of it or whatever, like, kind of self-awareness and, like, kind of being over the top, it's, uh, sometimes it's a hard line to walk, you know, where yeah. it's like, is this, uh, is this too much or, or whatever, you know? Um, I guess the only thing I wanted to, I don't, I guess I just want to touch on this because you really like pro wrestling and mm-hmm. I really like drag and I feel like this is like a match and I don't know that much about pro wrestling and it sounds like you don't know that much about drag, but, um, I don't know. Do you, after having seen this movie, do you feel like you, uh, can see more, any more of that connection yeah. or is this like totally too far off the deep end? Well, that's even a thing with what I was just saying, like in wrestling, that's a, like, cause part of it is, it's like inherently over the top silly and sometimes like people are going for something that it's it's like it's hard sometimes to be like is what this person's doing or is what am i am what i what i'm doing is it like cool and fun or is it lame you know because like um this is where it's different because i i don't think this is true about drag but i think wrestling is like it's it's inherently a, like a little lame, <laughs> you know. No matter what, uh, <laughs> that's funny. But but yeah, so I feel like it's like a fine line to walk. Of like, is this is this silly or is this stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that that was the first thing when when you mentioned like the makeup not looking good that I thought of. But on top of that, yeah, obviously I do. It's like it's like kind of this. Uh, I've heard that before. Of like, it's this. Um, uh, Oh, it's like this uh, over the top like gender expression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I totally see that too. It's like people kind of portraying the this these certain types of like uh, 
these certain types of like masculine characters that are like overexpressed, you know, and I, I think even in women's wrestling, that's sort of a thing too, but yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely see the connection. Obviously like with a lot of the pomp and circumstance, there's crossover <laughs> too and developing like a character is part of it too, you know? Yeah, definitely a lot of pomp and circumstance. Yeah. And I feel like, for, I, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I, when I first like started like, watching drag and getting introduced to it I I mean at first I was my first reaction was like oh, I, I love this and I love this because I you know I'm a woman and I grew up as a girl uh and like if these people if if everyone can do drag if if, if anyone can just dress up as a woman then like this is very freeing. Like maybe this means I don't have to, or like, you know, it's Mm. all, it's all a joke, right? This, this whole thing is a joke this thing that I used to think was really oppressive. Like it's all kind of a a little bit of a joke, which is, this is not a universal feeling. That was just how I felt when I first was kind of introduced to drag, but I've had, I've had the experience with like other people who are like, they think that drag is just like making fun of women and like making fun of the fact that women have beauty standards that are, oppressive Mm -hmm. you know and I think that um when I first was introduced to pro wrestling I also was like oh this just feels like you know like sexist and like it's you know idolizing toxic masculinity but as I'm like getting to know it you know that that was how I felt back in Mm -hmm. you know high school or whatever but I'm starting to uh in no small part because of like you and like Andy and and some of my best friends who are like really into pro wrestling I'm like oh okay it's kind of it's kind of the same thing as drag where it's like, it's just an implosion of like all of these expectations and all of these, you know, norms. And it's just, it's just silly, you know, it's just, it's sort of meant to be silly and, and lame in some ways, you know, it's like, and it's too, it's like, um, there's sort of this, uh, idea that it's like, I, I don't know, like different people, different people performing it sort of have different philosophies, obviously, with what it means, but also like the audience reacts different because there's certain an element of it of, well, we're just going to con all these rubes into like cheering for this guy. Then there's like other people who like are way into thinking about it and what it means or whatever. And so I think there's that element, too, of like different people have different ideas about what it is. But I, for me, it's definitely... I guess that idea of like there's no universal opinion on it, but yeah. and sometimes that does mean it's like, yeah, that's Johnny Buzzsaw, and he like <laughs> cuts his te- his lips with razor blades or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. But other times it's just like, oh, that's Johnny Buzzsaw. He's just like a cool guy who's fighting for his family. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that they bo- both drag and pro wrestling. I think at their best have a lot of heart. Yeah, this is a great. This is a great movie. I I I loved it. I teared up watching it. Um, definitely a recommend. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought there would be. I really thought I wasn't sure if this would be an action movie or like. At one point in my notes, I was like, I thought there would be more hijinks. You know, like I thought there would mm-hmm. just be more like shenanigans. But it was like, it wasn't a serious movie, but it was still, uh. Uh, I don't know. It it reminded me in a, in some way of No Escape that it was this like, okay, like that movie definitely was an action movie, but it also like had all these other elements of like, 
drama, you know, and like this movie was not an action movie, but it was like mm. a comedy, but it had all this like heart to it and all this, you know, this like kind of earnest, good acting and, you know, kind of interesting characters. So it's, it's another, it's, it's a different flavor of movies that whip, you know. Similarly too, I like see it has a, maybe a similar thing why it maybe didn't fully get praise is that like tonally it shifts or like you you said just said it like kind of encompasses all these different things and like i could maybe see how like a like a general audience would be like this is like a little i don't i don't know like certain some people kind of want the one flavor in there mm-hmm. you know but i yeah, think they sure. do a good job of you know both of those movies are like have all these different tones that they they manage to blend you know yeah yeah um all right should we talk about what we're doing next yes we okay so i this is another one that i just pitched to you right before we recorded uh we have this list of movies or like ideas but and we've talked about a lot of movies but i said here's one it's a current movie called carter which is on netflix uh people can go and check it out if they want to watch along with us but it's a uh it came out like last month and it's a south korean i believe an action film um because that's what i've mostly heard people talking about in it so uh i'm excited to see you know i i it i i heard there's some unique stuff in this movie so i don't know anything about it otherwise but uh i have high high expectations for it i believe it will whip hell yeah that sounds great. I'm. I had never heard of this movie, and you sent me the like trailer, and within the first, first of all, the thumbnail of the trailer, but then also the first ten seconds, I was like, "All right, I'm in. I don't care. I'm in." I heard <laughs> the very recognizable awesome. gun sound effect that reminds me of Goldeneye. That's like pew pew. I don't know. Oh if it's hell like, yeah! Is it like the stock gun, or is that just how they sound? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, gun sounds like that. I thought that was just a video game noise. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I want to, I, I, I kind of, I like going in a little bit blind and not knowing exactly what I'm getting into. So I might just, I might just watch it and have no, that's what happened with, um, like, yes, madam. I was like, no clue what this movie is going to be. No clue. Um, so I think that that's what I'm going to do for right. this one. We're avoiding spoilers and <laughs> we're just going to jump right in. But we're also- avoiding context. <laughs> Everyone listening for this month to Andy's on vacation. Uh so for our Patreon, we're still going to be doing the same same sort of content for this month, but with a special guest, Adriel. So look out for that. I think we're going to do a commentary on DOA and something else. We'll talk we'll talk about it, but now you can get all of that stuff. It's on our Patreon. Now you can get everything for just a dollar. We're changing it to a buck. Dollar. What a deal. We don't need we don't need the money. (laughs) Um, we're just we're doing it for fun. But you know, if you want to pitch in and help us cover our uh, hosting fees, that's all we want to do it for. So (laughs) we've uh, reduced the price and uh, you know, we just want more people to hear the stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Um and come come sign up. And if you're a five dollar supporter, uh switch over to one dollar. Because that's just a better deal. I made I made everything deal. available to the dollar tier, so get on over there. Uh, I'll and tell you out. what, though, as someone who uh, was uh, a patron before I like joined Discord and 
and or knew you guys at all. <laughs> it's worth it. There's good shit on there. The uh the Zelda the Zelda cartoon series is just I mean that's it's just worth it's worth every penny. <laughs> so, highly recommend. Highly recommend checking it out. And we got more stuff coming, but I don't want to give it all away just yet. Yeah, yeah, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. All right. Well, I guess with that, um, let's we we should get out of here. Thanks, Adriel, for another great episode. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, going with me on the ride of Too Long Fu. I really didn't know what was going to happen, so uh, thanks for taking a leap of faith. <laughs> Body's beautiful, baby. 